0: I'm, I'm ready.
1: You're ready? I'm. I'm not sure yeah. if I'm ready. What? Did you get the Did you get the sandwiches?
0: Ah, uh, no. Actually, I I left them. I left them at my neighbor's house. I, I was making them with her, and and then after that, I, I I just I left them there. Peanut butter. You wanted peanut butter, right? Yeah,
1: I love peanut butter. You know, I love peanut butter
0: since we were six years old.
1: <laughs> yeah, remember I used to make peanut butter and ketchup sandwiches.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, of course I remember that. You used to put them together and convince me that it was jam, and I would bite into it. And, oh, I used to be so pissed at you. Uh, Man,
1: I, I i tried it with I tried it with mustard the other day. No, I did
0: mustard. I did. You tried it with mustard, and how'd well, that go?
1: I didn't eat it myself. I gave it to Mike. <laughs> Oh, Mike. He,
0: Mike must have been so confused when he was biting into that sandwich. I I
1: kind of, you know, it's weird. I kind of think he had me figured out, but he did it anyway. I don't, didn't really. But, what
0: was his reaction like?
1: Well, it was kind of like, oh, thanks. It's just what I wanted. And then he kind of, I don't know, it was like he was talking to somebody else, but there was nobody else there. You know, it was, like, it was, it was weird. It was like he, it was like there was an imaginary friend or something there with him. I, do you know what I mean? Is that weird?
0: No, 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 that's not weird at all. I, you know, I haven't talked to Mike in like, like a few years. Yeah, it's been a while.
1: You know, I did I, a I did a Facebook search for him, and I I couldn't find his name anywhere. I don't I don't know what happened.
0: I think I don't think he uses social media anymore. He decided it was one of those like growth moments, so wait, he just left.
1: Wait, when did you talk to him?
0: Oh, several years ago, way before he quit social media. He was going through a period of like, I don't know what I want to be and. I I want to explore things. And then all of a sudden, bam, it was gone.
1: Wow. It's like he got, I don't know, like recruited by a secret government agency or something. (laughs) Like
0: the CIA. Yeah.
1: He's like, could you imagine Mike in the CIA?
0: (laughs) No, not at all. But then again, you know, sometimes the people you think about least, I mean, I feel like I have his number in here somewhere from like. High school or elementary school from a what? really long time ago. Yeah, I don't know. Does he have the same number? I feel like we should call. She should
1: him. call him? We should call him. We, we should call, call him. him. Why not? When I mean, what'll hurt? I mean, the the worst okay. that'll happen is you'll get some old grandma that took his phone number or something.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Or it, like we'll be completely disconnected. I don't know. Call I think him. I'm gonna dial star six time before I do it.
1: Okay. That's the, the thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Call him. Call him. Call him. Right.
0: Okay, it's ringing. Okay. Hello. Hello? Hello. 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 Okay. I, I. I'm putting it on speaker. I'm putting it on speaker. Hello. 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 Hello.
2: Oh
1: my god. Oh my god.
0: Hi. Who is this?
2: Hi. Hello. Oh my god. His
1: voice hasn't changed at all. Oh
2: Hello. God. Hello. Oh. Who, who. Who's calling? Hello. You talk. You talk. You
0: think? No. You, you talk. I can't. You talk. You talk. I'm not oh, calling no, to hear you talk.
2: I can't do it. You Hello? have to do it.
0: Hi. Hi. Hello. How's Hi. it going? This, is,
2: this, is, see, this seems like awkward times for both of us. Hello, hello. Who, who, who is
0: this? Hello,
1: so, 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 my, my,
0: Savannah, Mike,
1: Mike, Mike? yeah,
0: Zink. yeah, this is Mike. Yeah,
1: Mike, Mike Peterson.
0: Y- yes. <laughs> Who's calling? Who's calling? <laughs> huh, this is a this is Savannah.
1: Charlie. Remember no us? Way. From, no way! From Backstrom Sandwiches. from Backstrom High.
0: Sandwiches.
1: Sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> I
2: okay, will so never I heard... forget. My dentist had never seen a tooth that had chipped that much from a sandwich. <laughs> I can't. Uh, that that rock was so big. <laughs> but it was funny, right? It was funny. It was kind of funny. <laughs> oh man. How. How did you get this number?
0: So I had it from from like elementary school. There was this one day where we had like taken each other's phone numbers because you told me that you were an adult and that your mom bought you a cell phone and I've had it ever since. And you haven't changed your numbers, we thought, you know, he isn't using social media anymore. We should give him a call. Yeah. We thought maybe you'd be recruited by the CIA. Is that true? Are you
1: in the CIA, Mike? Mike, are you in the CIA?
2: Well, no, no, no. Well, I kinda Well
1: what would you say if you were in the CIA?
2: I, would you tell I, us I, I well i I think so I think I, I think I can do that because you know like so you I'm are not out of You're totally No, I'm not'm I'm not yeah I'm not, I'm not I I have a confession though that when I said I had a cell phone and I gave you that number I, I didn't have a cell phone this is just my grandma's phone number so I mean she doesn't <laughs> I, I have her house now because you know like she's she's not alive anymore unfortunately oh. but that's you know it the, that it was a good life, but um, wh- why are you asking about the CIA? It seems like something you two would do. What? You it's no. always so sneaky. No. I mean, like you were always doing something weird with sandwiches, and I, I, sw- I swear that I that I remember that like you had a secret sandwich code, and like you were c- always like you didn't up know weird... about that. How
1: did you know about that? My well, secret sandwich pr- code was in the back of my secret notebook.
2: Everybody knew about your sandwich. Code. Like, you, like nah. you would say it's jam and no, no, it's, it's not, it's like ketchup or some, something weird like that. But like, I, I, I always thought it was kind of cool. I mean, you know, it's...
1: It, it it was ketchup. It was ketchup.
0: It was ketchup. What I did Bobby it.
1: say? Bobby lied about that. It's, it was ketchup.
0: Yeah.
2: I I, I I kind of assumed. I mean We
0: all knew it was ketchup. We just was, played along.
2: It was too red for strawberry. There's no way. Did you even just, eat it? You said you ate it that time. I, well, ate I mean it. I feel like I got a piece maybe. I think maybe like I mean there were so many sandwiches that I feel like you all were trying to get me to try constantly and well, I just I mean I, we're all adults, though. I just wanted to fit in back then. I mean, like, you two were always so cool. You're always, like, driving around Never. and, like, fl- flicking your butts at people and, like, you know, trying to light their cars yeah. on fire and, like...
0: That was really funny. That's why I didn't get recruited for the CIA. I had that that time where we were driving and I, I just threw my cigarette butt at someone's car and it... The he tire, did. it lit on fire remember he deserved it
1: he was a jerk he was totally a jerk i can't even believe you smiled at him
0: of course i smiled at him that was tony i had a crush on him but he threw cigarettes
1: at your car and then you threw cigarettes back at his car and lit it on fire
0: well, yeah, that's the way my mom taught me how to do it. If you like someone, you are mean to them, and you throw things at them.
1: Yeah, I know. Why do you think you know, I like mean— made... You when you're in
0: elementary school, and, yeah. like, the oh. kids, they make fun of you, and they tell you they're ugly. Well, like, I don't know. My mom taught me to do that, so I did that. And then the cop caught me, and now I can't join the CIA. But did... Mike has, like, no record.
1: Did you want to? Did you want to join the CIA?
0: Yeah. You did? Of course I wanted to join the CIA. Why? Well, I don't know. We were so good at the sandwich making and I would yeah. eat your sandwiches and you wouldn't even know that I knew what was already in them. So I thought I was really like sneaky.
1: You were sneaky. You were my I think idol.
2: everybody, everybody in our class wanted to join the CIA. I mean, it was, it was 1992. Like that was the thing you did, right? Like, yeah.
1: And you know, George Bush was president and he used to be the director of the CIA. Did you know that? Huh? Did you? Of course, of course, I knew that.
2: Of course, I knew that. We all knew that. It was ninety-two in Iowa. Everybody knew that. Come on, that was Uh, ninety-two in Iowa. I just, I mean, Mm. like
0: good times. Good times.
2: I never. Good times, but like, I don't want to go back. I mean, wait, no, I would never want to. We can go back again.
1: No, how would you go back?
2: What do you mean? I guess if you really wanted to, you could. You could like. start dressing the way you did before and like you know maybe fall down some stairs and like get a concussion and then maybe it would like modify your brain so you wouldn't remember some of the things you Mm learn later in life it would like take you back to that time and then like you'd have to restart your entire ambition for your life so that you would have to i i'm getting ahead of myself that's just no
1: this makes a lot of sense man i'm writing it all down
0: keep going it would be like the case of like the, the movie about the, the person who kept aging, except he kept aging in the opposite direction. So that oh, way you yeah. looked like you did. And then totally. you would like pretend that you wanted to be things when you grew up because you were a kid again. Yeah, And it would be yeah, well, acceptable to like throw cigarettes at people's cars again.
1: Wait, it, yeah. it was, there was a time where it wasn't acceptable?
0: Well, now, is it acceptable now?
1: Hello, everyone, and I welcome to Brain Shampoo. I'm Rob Fiorentino, and I'm here with my co hosts, Louis Howard Procop and Topeka Pankerkar. Hey, Louis.
0: Hey, Rob.
1: Hi, Topeka.
0: Hi. I love how you switched this up this week.
1: <laughs> I switched it up. I'm just trying to stay hydrated. We got to stay hydrated. That's the most important thing. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, I...
0: yeah doing well. Doing well.
1: Yeah. Excellent. That was an am- that was an ambitious uh little thing we went through there, wasn't it?
0: Ha. Look at that segue, segue bell. <laughs> segue
2: bell. Segway bell. <laughs> that may be the earliest that's ever been run on this show so far.
0: We're getting straight to the point. Being ambitious.
1: We're, we're not messing around. We're
0: all about that. <laughs> so this week, you- um this something that Rob mentioned is uh and Rob, you need to kind of state the question. Should I, should, audience, I, but...
1: should I set this up a little bit? Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah I, was de- I was I was
1: dreaming. I was I had my wife made me delicious French toast, homemade bread, and then we sliced it up and made French toast out of it, and had a lot of extra sugar in my system today. So I was thinking, you know. That has nothing to do with why, but um, it
0: was the morning. It was the morning, um, the eighth, and yeah. <laughs> that's right. It was <laughs> a long yeah. time ago,
1: and the seas were dark and stormy, and I wondered why ambition. What is ambition, and does it motivate us or does it defeat us? What do you guys think? Do you guys do you guys have a good relationship with ambition? Um.
0: Hmm. Well, I will say I was very ambitious growing up you know, we have that stage where uh, we want to be everything and then we want to be president and then we want to be nothing again. And (laughs) then we want to be everything. So I I went through all of those stages where I wanted to change the world and stop climate change. And then I went through like a stage of like being super upset about climate change and then realizing that I could do nothing about it and then having no ambition. So yes, for sure. I, (laughs) I was very ambitious growing up that I could change the world and as I'm older these days, I think I'm a little bit less, and I'm more about just enjoying my life because reaching those ambitions won't necessarily give you the pleasure of just enjoying your life.
1: So, you th- so do you think ambition is good or bad or indifferent or it's just a thing? And it's not doesn't have a judgment. I think it's just
0: a thing. Yeah, I think it's not good or bad. I think it's what you make of it. Um, I don't necessarily think that being ambitious leads to you being happier. Mm-hmm. I think that it 's just there, and uh reaching a goal or having lofty goals will not make you in any way happier or grow more or become better. I just think like, you navigate it the way that you want to. I know that sounds very vague uh Lewis what about you are you uh you have a good relationship with ambition mm,
2: I do now i think i am uh, I am definitely courting ambition much more now in my... Did you say courting? Courting, yes. I'm courting. Um, Yes, excellent. uh, Thank you for clarifying that to make sure that (laughs) I am coming through clearly on your end. Uh, I wouldn't want to mispronounce anything. Um, (laughs) I am the pronunciation
1: pronunciation police. Pronunciation police.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But that will happen, as we all know, as the evening goes on. (laughs) Yes, it will. Uh, I feel that I am definitely in a place where I am... Uh, Courting ambition much more seriously in terms of maybe trying to follow through more or actually implement more of what I'm wanting to maybe see manifest. And that's a very different phrase, or not phrase, phase, with a P, phase, than when I was, say, in my teens to 20s. Because at that point, it was... Quite the opposite. It was no ambition, short of oh. one ambition, which was write poetry and see what happens. And I'm sure there are other paths along the way that I could have, you know, gone on, and I didn't. So I think, although I do feel there's some kind of, like, energy that maybe is more available to me now in terms of trying to follow that ambition it probably had its own reasons for not giving me that ambition earlier. And I'm trying to just have that acceptance come through more as maybe now things are clearer or there's maybe more energy that I feel like if I actually do something about it, I can actually see it happen.
1: Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. I'm trying to make this more concrete. So, because I I, I, I feel
0: like uh, we both give you gave you some fairly vague answers. Yeah. All right, so, all right, let's
1: let's do this. I, I I would say my I want to just I'll address it briefly and then I want to redirect for a second. Um, I my relationship with ambition has certainly changed a lot since I was youthful as well. So let's start with what. So I, I for for me it started in that same time period you mentioned, Lewis That kind of I don't know high school maybe high school and college basically. So you know, maybe age 15 to 22 or something like that. And it was something I was like, oh, I got to figure out a way to make my mark on the world. And I had no idea how to do it, but I really wanted to. And it was really important to me to be somebody who was like remembered and important and make, as Steve Jobs would say, make a dent in the world or something like that. What was, well, but now I want to hear what you got. So Topeka, what was your, your youthful, you're, you're much more youthful than I am right now. And you're actually just coming out of that period. I was just talking about what, how was, how was your ambition at that point in your life?
0: Yeah. So I, I definitely feel like growing up, I was very keen on trying to make my mark on the world when it came to environmental changes. So like sustainable products that are going to hit the market and being a part of a company that's valuable and, just trying to contribute in that way, definitely had the feeling of wanting to leave my mark on the world. And now I somewhat I realize that leaving your mark on the world is so unnecessary. <laughs> like there is <laughs> no need that you don't have to leave your mark on the world. I mean, once you leave, no one cares. You're dead. No <laughs> one. And nothing matters. So I think the concept of like striving for this goal where you want to leave your mark on the world. And then most of the people that I see that leave their mark on the world have to make a lot of personal sacrifices in order to do so. Like if you look at the most famous people who have, you know, established businesses or like worked on civil rights matters, or, I mean, anything that you think of really big religious figures, all of them have some sad life story or some personal struggles that they had to, Um, sacrifice, like their marriage, or their, you know, personal life, or, you know, I mean, their health, whatever it is, there were some sacrifices that had to be made in order to reach that goal where they made that mark on the world. And that's great and all. But now those sacrifices have affected their life. And making their mark, I mean, was that really that important when it had an impact on their life? So I'm now starting to think that, I want to make my mark on not necessarily the world, but all of the people that I interact with. So instead of, and this is, I think, a saying that someone has told me this a long time ago, but there was a story about this boy and uh, a a really young boy and a man who were like on the beach. And you guys might've heard the story and I might be completely butchering it, but they were like seeing all these starfish, like on the shore and not in the water. And so this boy was, like, picking up each starfish and putting it back in the water. And there were, like, thousands and thousands of these on the beach. And the father says, well, like, you're never going to be able to get all the starfish. And he says something along the lines of, well, I helped that starfish or something like that. It's mm-hmm. kind of the, the concept of I want to help those people that I interact with as opposed to making my mark on the world because that will take Lots of time. If I were to pick up all the starfish fish, I probably wouldn't eat. I wouldn't sleep very well. You know, I wouldn't have a relationship. You know what I mean? it's super abstract, but I'm just trying to say now I focus more on my daily interactions being amazing and valuable and making a mark on those relationships as opposed to making my mark on like the world as a whole or giant community as a whole. Yeah. So that's my take on it. I don't know how you. Lewis, know.
1: what was your? What was your? So you kind of mentioned your childhood a little bit. It was. It was kind of a lack of ambition. It was just kind of listless, or.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was a. I was definitely an escapist. Hmm. Um. I really wanted to be out of my mind in a way. Well. Well, you've succeeded. Hey-oh! No, just kidding. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And that, that didn't necessarily set me up great to follow ambition. I was mm-hmm. certainly. I held a lot of what I thought was like personal responsibility. So I felt like I was focused, although not driven anywhere. Um, I, uh, so I really hung on to what I thought was loyalty for people and for institutions to the point where I felt like if I hadn't been bumped out of those by circumstances, I would still be doing like working at the same restaurant until it like burned to the ground kind of thing. Mm. Um <laughs> Like it, it you were just kind of, you were just
1: comfortable where you were and you didn't want to change necessarily.
2: Of, I, I So I definitely am a person who adapts and I'm, I'm going against that more as I'm now being more ambitious uh, so that I'm not just adapting to adapt. I'm really uh, looking at myself and like figuring out, is it because I'm changing for that or is it, should I be changing for something else? Um uh, an, an expression that I heard not too long ago that really makes resonates with me is that like in my younger days, younger days, <laughs> younger years, I was like a fish. I couldn't see that I was swimming in water. But the moment that I finally actually kind of jumped out of the water for a second, like, oh, I've been swimming in water. There's something else above this. Now I can actually know what I'm in and what maybe is out there that I could go for if I'm able to jump a little bit more.
1: So that perspective kind of gave you a sense, a a better sense of where you were and where you may want to go?
2: Yeah, and it took a lot of things. It took, like, sticking in the same career for a while to then really deciding what I actually wanted to do, not just be comfortable per se. Uh, It became becoming a parent. It became uh, lots of, like, adult responsibilities and privileges that, uh, became routine. And so then when I realized most of my life feels routine, I actively attempted to like rock that boat because I knew I could always go back to those routines. But for so long, I didn't know what those were or what I needed to do to get there. So I didn't pursue them. Um, uh, and I definitely rely on others to help me my motivation or ambition. I, I I seek inspiration from others and it's not to say like I couldn't find it internally, but I do feel that so much of ambition comes from, uh, for lack of a better word, idolizing, uh, your peers or people that maybe you don't even know that you're like, I want to model after that. And I think anyone who's really ambitious in life, even if you're like one of the people to know in the world, who's like made that dent, which is not me. I'm not trying to make a dent. In the world although i feel like everyone has that ability to some degree uh you know just back your car out wrong you'll make that dent, no problem <laughs> um hopefully not in your neighbor or in your neighbor's home <laughs> uh, for those of us who have driveways very close to each other um uh but uh, like they all are inspired by someone else and they never think that they're quite enough and so i would rather feel yeah. like i am enough and i have made dents where i feel like i need to but they're not you know, it, I can still then at the end of the day, fall asleep at 10 30 and not have to worry about, you know, what I'm not hitting.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's really good. That's, you said the magic words there, you are enough. And that's, that mm-hmm. made me realize as soon as you said that, it's like, wow, ambition and you are enough are kind of opposites in a way, don't you think?
2: No, I don't agree. That, I don't think so at all. Okay. I think, I don't think your so. ambition should be enough for what it is for you. But I guess what I, I think what,
1: what I don't understand that.
0: Well, I mean, I would agree with the uh, yeah. Lewis you set up whatever level of ambition. And so I would actually say the word ambition itself, whilst many people will have either positive or negative connotations towards the word itself. I think it's a neutral connotation and mm. it is what you make it. If you think that okay. ambitious people don't have a life and you know, are trying to make their mark and then it's going to be a negative connotation for you. Yeah. Maybe that's what you I was kind of getting ambition, at was just
1: the, my, my relationship with ambition has been negative, I would say. So maybe that's coloring my view.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Well, I mean, it just, I, you know, when I was, when I was littler, I wanted to prove myself to my mom and dad, I think. And I think that was a big motivator, you know, please them, make them happy, be successful. Uh, my mom really liked movies. So I really got into movies and I, you know, this and that. And, you know, it kind of was, I, I was always, it seemed, it felt like I was always chasing somebody else's,
2: not, well, you not somebody else's happiness, me. but
1: somebody else's dream a little bit and or approval or approval. Yeah. Approval. That's a better word for it. Thank you. Cause, cause it, I really do like the field that I'm in, but it, it but yeah, I don't, I, but I don't have that burning desire to, I need to be famous. I need to make great movies. Cause I feel the same thing that Topeka said. It's like, look at all these famous directors and very successful directors. And it's like, they don't have lives. They're just, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're living the dream. They're living their childhood dream still, even as adults. And I don't know that they're happy, but they're trying to fill some sort of hole that they've got
0: well i'm sure that some of them are happy because everyone chases things differently i know a lot of people that want big careers and they don't really want a family at all and Mm. they're totally fine being alone and then Mm -hmm. there are other people that really want that stability and that like work-life balance or whatever you want to call it and they live more like simple lives as in like they don't go after giant career opportunities where they're moving across the world. You know, they tend to stick to more stable opportunities. So I would say, I mean, yeah. while I agree with my previous statement that a lot of them are unhappy, a few of them probably that is something that they actually are happy doing. And, and, happy
1: and doing. I think it's important, too, because, I mean, we have to have as well, we don't have to, but I think the way that the human race is organized, we have a place for people who are ambitious and want to be leaders and. You know, I mean, that's kind of important to have yeah. great scientists or great inventors or great politicians or great humanitarians or, you know, people that cool. feel like they can solve big problems and move.
0: Well, that's the beauty of it, right? Like, yeah. we have a lot of ambitious people, but if everyone were ambitious or if everyone chose to be a leader or if everyone, you know, we would have no kids. <laughs> this world would right. very quickly be just old people. <laughs> And then no people. <laughs> this
1: is a great idea for a movie. <laughs>
0: right? The utopia of chasing a bit. Like, what a...
1: Yeah. Brave New World.
0: Um, brings me to actually another conversation point, which we've talked about um, briefly, as I've told you guys about the Enneagram and how I look at these whole, like, personality types and a lot of um, ambition and ambitious people come from, I think, fives, The Investigator, so like a lot of inventors and things like that are, are investigators. Hmm. But I was reading up on, on the Enneagram and I was looking at the five and I was like, Mitch is a five. So I made him take it. And I am like the opposite of that. And so I was reading up on it. and I was just like, wow, these people are driven by like finding solutions all the time and, you know, feeling like they need to discover the world. And I'm like, what is this? I don't feel this. I don't need to discover anything. I'm happy, like, making my food and giving it to people and, you know, like, feeling needed and all that stuff. I don't need to go exploring the world, um, you know, backpacking and discovering, you know, gravity. Like, that's fine with me. And so that's the beauty of it, right, where there's so many. Your your ambitions have kind of
1: changed from the childish ambitions that we all had to more adult ambitions.
0: Well, I think it brings, brings to back to what you said. I think a lot of my ambitions were about pleasing my parents and being successful because yeah. that's kind of what was hold of me. Yeah. And now I'm like, what a success.
1: Yeah. Where do you, where do you think you're at now, Lewis?
2: In, in what what, way? what's
1: your relationship right now with ambition? I mean, you said you're trying to, i don't know i guess i kind of got i kind of got the impression that you're trying to bring it more into your life but yeah but you're careful about it
2: i careful i, I mean i don't know if i would say i'm necessarily careful i'm uh-huh. trying to practice more being in a way of like stepping out before i'm ready and then kind of reacting as i go knowing that like i can be careful in so many other parts of my life thinking about like the things that don't change um but like, how do I make some things change at the same time? Uh, so I think I am more ambitious right now, uh, related to, I mean, honestly, around quarantine times, I think like this is making me be more intentional about what I can control. And some of the things that I can control are taking more risks that aren't actually that risky. Um, what do you it's, mean? you know, being much more interested in a new position at work mm. um, uh, and like saying that out loud and then like really sitting with what that feels like instead of just wondering what that sounds like out loud. Um, or it's uh, uh, it's it's being really intentional with um relationships that I'm forming and uh, not, you know, just trying to morph myself into like who that person should be. You know, I'm not just eating the sandwich because someone hands it to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's delicious. Uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, I may still eat the sandwich because it is, but like I might have a question or two to know what's inside or I might, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I might be like, yeah, thanks. I just ate, but I will eat this later. Um, um, and thinking about, you know, to pick up what you're saying about who you are seeking approval for and like when those folks or when those uh, environments are no longer present, like how does it affect you? I wonder... So for me, I I relate to that in some ways about like, who do you seek that approval for? And then for me, a big part was when I did have moments where I lost respect for people that I thought or maybe subconsciously was seeking approval from, then it felt like something opened up where Mm -hmm. it felt freeing. And so that anything now that I was okay with or that I wanted to be okay with was way more than enough because I didn't have to prove it anymore to who I thought I was trying to prove it to, even if I wasn't thinking it or being really conscious about that. Oh, uh, Oh, um, and there's something else I was gonna ask you about, Dupika. Um, Oh yeah, so thinking about like the bigger dents in the world versus like your own personal dents that you're making. I'm wondering, like as you're in this new place, maybe your ambition is more around not necessarily, you know, thinking about like, if you're completely successful, you're filling up the entire swimming pool with your ambition. Maybe now it's like, I'm just going to fill up the mixing bowl. (laughs) And as soon as I do that, like, that's
0: all I need. Yep. And that's what it is. Like big fish. What is it? Big fish in a small pound pond yeah i want to be a big fish in a small pond not necessarily a, a big fish in a big pond i all these i'm going crazy but yeah exactly i uh i definitely want to be good or well known in my own niche and very respected in my own niche and not necessarily in the bigger scheme of things because the sacrifices required in order to be well known in my own niche are far less than the sacrifices required to be well known in a big like in a big way yeah. and I'm not willing to make those sacrifices.
1: And I so. I, I, think I kind of end up where you're at too, Topeka right now. And I, the other thing about that, I mean, I agree, I agree with what you just said about the fish in, in the, the lakes and things like that, but and the, pond. the ponds, <laughs> but, but I, but I think too, it's like, that's a lot of times, that's where you really can see the effects of things that you do. And P, and you can see people actually be changed or be affected by your actions, as opposed to if you're trying to change the world. It's like yeah, it's pretty vague and pretty amorphous. And if you just kind of mm-hmm. help somebody that you know because they need help, and then you feel good and they get help, and it, you know, it's it's kind of like it feels it's a like a
0: little selfish of me. Um, oh no no, no no no
1: no no no. I don't think so at all. It's just because it's it's, that's so much more important to that one or two people than I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you what's right or wrong, but I'm just
0: there's a place for both. Right. There's a place for the people that uh, give money to homeless people when they're on the street and really need help. Right. The people that like give people food, like there's a big place for them. And then there's also a big place for the people that are trying to systemically solve the problem. Right. Right. So I don't think I would say that. I mean, technically, one may be more important than the other because it's determining the root cause of the problem. But at the end of the day, both are very important in the moment. Right. And both impact the people very in in a very real way. And I I don't I don't mean to say like I'm comparing in a way, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is. There's a place for helping people in very different ways, and I don't think that you can say that one is necessarily uh, yeah. And,
1: and I don't, and I think yeah. it's really hard to to demonstrate that utilitarianism too, where it's like, well, is the greatest good for the greatest number of people really what I should be doing right now? It's that's really hard to know because the world is a big place and there's a lot of variables. But if you can help yep. one or two people, then it's like, oh, well, I did. And there's some a good. lot of
0: different ways to help, and so. Yeah, it's difficult to quantify if what you're doing is, like, the biggest help or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it it makes me feel better just to know, like, see their face and and drive myself that way to continue doing good. Because otherwise, if I were to try to make a big change and I would probably just get so overwhelmed that I would stop, period. And that's not going to help anyone, right?
2: Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to be able to measure a little bit of your own success so that you can say, I approve. And so like yeah. to to get like really metaphorical on it, the thing I'm thinking of is you can pretty clearly see your own reflection in a pond, but I don't know if you can do that in an ocean. Yeah. So Whoa. really getting that sense of how you are seeing yourself show up is going to make the difference for the people, the places the world you're going to impact however that looks and whatever size that is you have to find where you can see you can see it
1: all right that is the perfect ender for that ding 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 Ding, ding. uh so what's been so so let's let's uh let's talk about what's been good what's been good this week um who wants to start
0: louis Tell us what's been good this week. I put you on the spot there.
2: I love it. I I, I appreciate that, Topeka. Uh, What's been good this week? Um, I mean, this is a really simple thing, but I like it. I approve of it. I've been really good at just reading every single day and a fair amount. I'm pretty good at reading in general, but I just had a different pattern this week. And maybe I said this last week, too. But um, it's been something that I just keep pushing myself into more and more. And it means that I'm finding more and more time for myself in that space at the same time, I don't feel that it's disrupting the rest of my schedule at home. So yay. So far, nobody's noticed me being absent. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'm going to go next.
1: I Cause I had a really cool text message exchange with my friend Lewis earlier this week. That really was awesome. And you gave me some really good advice and, uh. I'm trying to trying to find the text message right now and it's lost in the chaos that is my text messages. But but I really appreciated what you said and it was it was right on point. So thank you.
0: You're welcome. Oh, that's so sweet and sentimental. It, I love it. It was oh yeah.
1: Anyway. How <laughs> about you, Topeka? What's been good this week?
0: Um, yeah, I, I would say I'm so I'm working on this website that I brought up last week and I made a lot of really good progress and I see The full vision of what I wanted to be, which is really exciting for me, and I'm 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 just so excited to to be doing this and hoping that something comes of it, long term, or I'm I'm just able to continue. So, lots of website updates. I finally made it mobile friendly, so I'm going to call that a win for this. Oh,
1: nice, awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you liked some of what you heard. Maybe tell somebody. If you liked it, hey, tell somebody about the podcast. You can visit our website. We are anchor.fm slash brain shampoo. Good night, Topeka. Good night. Good night, Lewis. Good night. And good night, everybody.